What's the one thing all great teams have in common? Great coaching. Try to suck up to me, Evelyn. I'm Gordon Bombay, the new hockey coach. All right, let's go! Learn me! Come on! We're Team USA, gathered from all across America. And we're going to stick together. You know why? Because we are ducks, and ducks fly together. It's the Quack Attack Podcast. Hey, everybody. Hey, Cake Eater. You want to play some real hockey? I'm like, that's Tommy. Hello, everyone. That's Kevin. What's up, yo? Before we get going, Kevin announced it on our Twitter. And his Twitter, very special uh, offer for everyone in our shop. Free shipping this week with the special promo code that's like 25 random letters. Kevin, do you have that promo code on you? Yes, the promo code is uh, SPRNG. 17F5B49D. Um, but yeah, like, like I hope Max everyone said, got that. <laughs> it, is pinned, it is pinned to our Twitter page. Uh, it's free shipping through the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe it sp- expires Saturday at 11.59 p.m. Central Time. Uh, and uh, same deal as always uh, $45 US, $80 international. Oh. Um, so, uh, and we, we got three new items in the shop. We've got uh, the, uh, the originals t shirt. Uh, we've got the Quack Light mug, uh, and we've got the Ducks Fly Together t-shirt. So uh, t-shirts, sweaters, all that good stuff. So go check it out. Is there anything that would be like Easter themed? I'm trying to think of any holidays that are coming up. Mm. Uh, yeah, buy some Easter presents. Yeah, I guess yeah, give it to yeah, your friends. Easter presents, yeah. Tell your mom she's a cake eater. Uh, yeah, know. that's a good idea. <laughs> She'll be like, what? At least my mom would be like that. Uh, other than that, shout out to Mrs. Mike. Yeah, shout out to Sue. Sue, shout out to Sue. Doesn't she listen to the podcast? No, Mark does. My dad. Shout oh. out to Mark. Okay, Mark, make sure to tell Sue that she got a shout out. Yeah, just shout outs to the entire family there. And if they want to send us like Easter presents as well. <laughs> other than that, I don't have anything else to get into so let's go in to the topic at hand tommy what is that topic uh it's gonna be a mighty ducks minute which uh of course you know is we uh randomly generate a uh a minute from the trilogy um mike does that on his random number generator which he loves um and so mike what do we got yeah so before we get going if you recall there was a lot of uh, controversy of our previous minutes because i was using a website that may or may not have been illegal. It was not illegal for Mike to use. It was illegal, however, for the person to host it. Exactly. So shame on them. Exactly. And I don't, I'm not entirely sure that's how that works either, Tommy. That's 100% how it works. That is how it works. That's what, that is what is actually on the website. They like spell that out for us. So that's good. Uh, but in using this website, we discovered that there was some speeding up of the films and i went back and i i went by official runtime now so all our previous mighty ducks minutes are are really uh illegitimate they got like an asterisk next to them so the official runtime on d1 is an hour and 44 minutes d2 an hour 47 minutes uh d3 an hour 44 minutes which leaves us with 315 total minutes now, before we had 304 total minutes, 
So I went back and found there's a five-minute difference in D1, five-minute difference in D2, and a one-minute difference in D3. So that's how we got the 11-minute difference here. But we, uh, we regrouped here, and we're taking a look at Mighty Ducks Minute, official Minute 116. That is 12 minutes into D2. It is... Just to sort of set the scene, Charlie has already rounded up most of the ducks here, or all of the ducks. I think all of the ducks. He's oh, no, in the no. process of yeah. getting all the yeah. ducks. Yeah, there's he still a. Hasn't grabbed banks. Yes, so they, this, as I said, beginning of D two, they learn they're going to be in this international competition. Charlie is in the midst of rounding up all the ducks, and uh, we'll just play the minute for you here now. They go, they round up ducks, or they round up banks, and then they go and uh, they go to the park, and that's where the hawks see them. And it, it really cuts off right before we get to Fulton messing with the hawks here. Now, thanks to a post, and we've talked about this before on BattleOfCali.com, which is a hockey blog, uh, authored by renowned scholar Where's My Burrito. Uh, he figured <laughs> out he. He tracked how far the Mighty Ducks had rollerbladed, and it comes out to be about a 43-mile trip. <laughs> now, at this point, the Ducks are, are, 31, are about 31 minute miles into their 43-mile trip here. Um, first of all, uh, they go, they're talking about Banks. Now, Banks, if you look at his house, there's like a little house, and then there's a driveway. And there are two bigger buildings on each side. Does Banks only have that small house, or is he, uh, is his family own that entire thing? Like, are we thinking Banks is richer than he actually is? I think this no, is I the Banks estate. Like yeah, I think that's like the garage, like the just like the separate carport, you know, like kind of separate from the from the main residence, if you will. Yeah, that's where like Banks hangs out, so his parents don't have to see him. <laughs> oh, okay. And, and like only like the maid goes there to like serve him sandwiches with the crust cut off. <laughs> uh now he's in a collared shirt. He's wearing elbow pads and wrist pads, but no helmet here. Now, to me, it would it would make sense if he was wearing no equipment or if he was wearing all this equipment, the elbow pads, wrist pads, helmet. 
Um, or just blades and a helmet. Yeah. I, I'm just, where does this wrist pad, elbow pad combination come from for Banks without this helmet? I mean, maybe it's more to like simulate like real, like a real hockey game. I don't know. Do you wear pads like that in hockey? Yeah, I mean, you wear gloves, which are like they're they're slightly restrictive, and your elbow pads come down uh, near your wrists. At least some do. So I can imagine Banks probably um, playing in like a roller hockey league too. In the in the off season, I mean, he probably would have wanted to play year round, but. So he probably wore those pads and when you're playing roller hockey. Yeah, okay. That's fair. But the collared shirt, I mean, did he just like get home from his tutor or something? Because this is the summer, so it's not, yeah. there's no school. He just looks like a dweeb. Yeah, that was... He definitely got... Maybe he just got done with like, I don't know, something that rich kids do. Like, uh, I don't know, brunch at the club or something. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was going to be my next question. Where is he coming from? Just, uh, I mean, I before I get it, I should have opened it up first. Just what were your initial thoughts on the minute here, Kevin? Um, I, it, it, it's disappointing that it cuts off before kind of the, the iconic Fulton moment. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I do. I, I That was one of my questions. Uh, I had forgotten about like how long they'd rollerbladed. Uh, or how the distance that they rollerbladed because I was I was wondering like how the hell like how long did it take to get to Banks's place because they all live in you know very different areas of the city um, that so that was one of my initial thoughts I I think it's a pretty good scene though it's a uh, it's one of the quintessential you know rollerblading scenes that we see in all the movies so. yeah the Banks the Banks house issue. Is interesting. Uh, we'll get into that. But Tommy, what were your sort of initial thoughts there? My initial thoughts were like the music immediately like got me. Yeah, because it's um, if you listen to it, it is like the theme song, but it's like in a like surfer rock like mm. style, something like that. Um, also, when they go across the fountain, I, that could like that could have gone really badly. <laughs> yeah. And also, this is a fountain that I guess it's not deep or anything. I guess there's only water like very much on the surface. Like, it's essentially like maybe a centimeter deep. Because I can imagine them going up on there and like it actually not being the fountain they thought it was and just immediately falling in. Mm-hmm. So they're taking taking a risk to be rollerblading on a fountain. I think. Yeah, that was dangerous. I um, I was just sort of surprised. Uh, and I guess we'll go into this later. The The biggest thing I took away is that Jesse almost killed Goldberg there. He just patted him. Yeah, that Gold- was a really dick move by Jesse. Oh, I mean, it was like he just pats him, Goldberg falls, and they just keep skating. <laughs> Goldberg's, like, tumbling down, classic, and I guess they're just like, Goldberg. whatever, guess we need a new goalie. <laughs> yeah, that is a good point. Like, how much day da- blame should we put on Jesse and how much blame should we put on Goldberg here for the the fall? I think that's all Jesse. I I I was cuz I I looked at this scene a couple times and it wasn't much it was more of like a friendly like clap on the back. It wasn't like a shove. But yeah. I mean, he knows how bad of a skater. But he Goldberg is. was like, just skating on a fountain. <laughs> They're in mile 30 and Goldberg hasn't broken a sweat. Wait. Can we talk about the fountain a little bit more? Like, did they, did they, like, okay, 
did they just do it on a flat phone to make it look like they were skating on water? Like, I don't even or, think like, about that. Like they were trying to make it seem like, wow, they're oh, going, they were like skidding. I didn't think that at all. I think yeah, it was just like, what kind of fountain is that? I think, I where think it was a fountain go? where the water starts at the top. It comes down onto like a stone slab and like slides off into like a pool below it. Yeah. Um, so that was just like one level of this fountain. At least that's how I took it. But as Tommy said, very dangerous and things could have went very very wrong there and, and i mean who knows charlie messes up his knee or something do you think they're good. really just trying to like fuck up goldberg the whole way knowing that he can't compete on the international level oh that's interesting it's so, like oh we'll go on the fountain there's no way goldberg can do that and he does it it's like how oh, shit well jesse plan b shove him down there and then he makes it and he's like okay well maybe the uh we tipped off the hawks that goldberg was gonna be coming and so they're gonna trip him up but then no, Fulton saves a day. So now we're stuck with Goldberg in the games. <laughs> that I like that. Because, do you think they had like inside word about just or Julie the cat, or were they just like any goalie we get is going to be better than Goldberg? <laughs> Probably any goalie. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. I mean that's an interesting way to look at it. Kevin, I, what do you think? Uh, I mean, I. I do think that any goalie they got would be better than Goldberg. <laughs> um, I think he uh, still remains kind of one of the more overrated uh, players that they have. Um, I don't think it was quite that sinister, but uh, I could I could see that. Yeah, I mean, they're going on this endurance run, and they're going on the fountain, and then Jesse's pushing him into these people. <laughs> well, uh, good. Okay. Just uh, think about it. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> There's there's sort of two sides to the Jesse push here because the first is just like like they were all happy they were having a good time they're gonna go to the Junior Goodwood Games and Jesse might have forgotten that Goldberg's not the best rollerblader so he's just like oh Goldberg and he he pats him and, and it leads to the fall but the other side of that is they did continue to keep skating even when Goldberg went tumbling down this hill so maybe that was a sign that they were just like. Let's try to ditch this guy. Let's throw. <laughs> he him won't a be hint. able to find his way back home either. <laughs> yeah, so maybe let's throw him a hint here. But I don't know, Kevin. What do you think? Uh, I mean, do you think maybe they saw that he was about to come over to a picnic and just assumed that he was going to hang out there for a while? I was like, oh, Goldberg's going to love this picnic. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Um, also, also, was that like a plate of chicken wings that they had? I was going to bring that up. Yes, I watched it three times to make sure. The guy had a plate of chicken wings that he was like passing to his wife at a picnic. Also, his his wife's hair is like 90s as hell. <laughs> All the outfits are like, like especially uh, uh, yeah. uh, Guy and uh, Connie and Guy, mm-hmm. I thought were very and 90s. Too. Jesse, Jesse killed it on the 90s clothes. Yeah, yeah, Connie was wearing a Minnesota Twins uh, shirt, in case you guys didn't notice. I thought that was a nice little uh, shout-out. Yeah, Connie yeah. was wearing, like, a Minnesota Twins shirt, and then there were, like, it was, like, jean shorts, but the front of them was, like, red. Like, the pockets were red or something like that. I feel like any one of them could have been, like, walk- been an extra and saved by the bell. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Guy was wearing a scarf in what appeared to be at least, like, 80-degree weather. Um and if you remember... Oh, his, his patented scarf. Yeah. Oh, you would have fit in right now, like today, as a hipster. Like, oh, for easily. sure. Yeah. For sure. Definitely. 
uh, that scarf was the same scarf that uh, we talked to the costume designer from D3, and she said like that was one of her battles to get rid of that scarf. So <laughs> a nice little cameo appearance by the scarf here. Uh, do, do you guys think that Charlie ever takes that jersey off? Oh, never. <laughs> He's all like it probably smells terrible. <laughs> he probably like wore it to school all the time. Yeah, that thing could stand up on its own. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like his identity now. Like he. I feel like if he wasn't wearing the jersey, he just wouldn't know who he was. He'd become confused. So there's that. Also, uh, Goldberg catches up to them fairly quickly, which which is I don't know if it's impressive or just like, or if they're really slow or they or if at any point during this montage they actually stop to wait for him. Or maybe uh, it was like, like they circled like around. Yeah. yeah, I mean, because otherwise, like, he would have had to been full out sprinting and they were just, like, jaunting along, you know? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, that, that throws another wrench into it, into the, the trying to ditch Goldberg theory. Yeah, maybe they slowed down or they. They would have circled. to slow way down. Like, maybe they, like, stopped and, like, had a malt. Yeah, had a milkshake. Yeah. So there's that. Let's go back to Banks's house here for a second. So. We know at the end of D2, he says he's from Edina. And they are, for the most part, in Minneapolis, like downtown Minneapolis. Has Banks moved from his birthplace of Edina? Or do you think he's still there and they rollerbladed all the way out there? Which Edina is like a suburb of Minneapolis. I mean, I think for our narrative, it has to be that he's still in Edina. Like... They are just really determined to not like pick up a phone. Like they usually could have, somebody could have used their house phone and been like, "Hey, Banks, meet us, you know, halfway or something." Mm-hmm. But no, he was out to brunch. To do this, <laughs> the old yeah, he was at the brunch. They could have called the club. Um, but yeah, so I, I mean, I, I think he has to still live out in the, out in the diner. Yeah, I mean, either that or he, that's actually a house like. In the middle of the city, do you think maybe his parents got divorced over the fact that Banks was not on the Hawks anymore? Oh well, we looked up, or or he got bullied so much by his little Hawk friends that he had to move. It's interesting because in D one he is uh, at North Hennepin Avenue, which we looked up, and is like a gay club (laughs) downtown. Um, (laughs) But do you remember what the club is called? I do not. I I can look it up. Put uh, it in it's the show not, notes. It's nothing like too like racy. It's it's something that you could see, and it's just like, oh, it's just a you know regular bar. But then I start like looking at reviews and stuff, and figured it out. Um, so I mean that was in D one though. So yeah, maybe maybe after that, there's some sort of family split, and Banks is closer to them, or maybe he's that is his house in Edina, and um, there's two houses that he he splits his time at. So. A lot of ground to tr- uh, cover for do you the think, Ducks. Do you think there was any um, kind of uh, grabbing onto cars to uh, hitch? Oh, definitely. I mean, although, why wouldn't they show that? You know, because that's pretty badass. Well, it's you don't want to give kids the, kids the wrong idea. I mean, Banks isn't wearing a helmet, that's for Christ's true. sake. <laughs> yeah, that's racy <laughs> enough. Yeah, this is... a. Uh, this is a this is something this is an example for children. So you can go sliding across water, but don't hitch on cars. Yeah, can, they definitely hitched on cars. 
I think that, that's a very good theory. Yeah, I mean that would that would make sense for how many miles they covered, and it seems like a very short amount of time. Um, question that really I hadn't thought about until now, but they all seem to be like high fiving throughout this whole <laughs> montage, like a lot. <laughs> Is that just their thing? Like, why are they high-fiving so much? Maybe they're doing it ironically. Oh, <laughs> it's a joke. Yeah. yeah. Like, they always do it, like, just kind of, like, because it started off as, like, a joke. Maybe Bombay, like, in practice was like, oh, encourage each other, high-five each other. And so now they just, like, high-five all the time just as a joke. Okay. So, okay, quick quick, quick sidebar here. So, at, at, my, at my place of business, at my work, Shout um, out. they... They put up the these uh, like flyers of like a weekly flyer that's like inspirational or whatever. Um, and one of them is like it quotes the study that shows it's I, I forget which school did it, but they studied uh, NBA teams and found that the higher number of high fives and like celebratory actions a team had, the better their success was. Mm. And granted, I, I think there's a huge flaw in that. Study yeah, in that yeah. Of course, teams that are more successful are going to high five more, but yeah. neither here nor there. So maybe this is kind of one of their secret, secret sauce, you know, mm. uh, kind of helps them to be that, that tight knit and that, that good. Oh, so you're saying that they are like specifically trying to high five and it's not necessarily just a product of their great chemistry. No, I don't. No, no, no. I don't think they're they're conscious of that. I'm just saying that oh, okay. that is like you know one of one of the reasons that they're possibly as good as theirs because they're so so kind of uh, outward about their celebratory. Yeah, and, very rah rah, and, and showing each other love. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, real quick, do you guys high five a lot ironically at work now, Kevin? <laughs> uh, I mean, we don't. We high five unironically a lot. Um, which, which is, and and we're we're a pretty good team. So, wow, you gonna work there for much longer, Kevin? No, uh, Friday <laughs> is my last day. Oh wow, what's going <laughs> on, Kevin? This is news. This is breaking uh, news. Got a uh, got a new job at uh, at a nice little place called the Charity Network. You should make sure to implement a lot of high fives at your new job. Yeah, just be the high five I will, guy. I will high five everybody on my first day. Okay, yeah, and then you'll just be that guy for the rest of your life. So, something to look forward to. You know, there's an episode of uh, Even Stevens, if I can uh, go off on a little sidebar here. Yeah, classic. Um, Where uh, the girl, is her name Ren Stevens? Is that it? That sounds right. Yeah. What is Ren? Is that like short for Aaron or? I I think it's just a name. Ren? Ren? Like W-R-E-N. Isn't that a bird? Oh, yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I didn't Thanks. name the kid. Okay, but anywho, uh, Ren Stevens is like go, went on a date with a guy, and like at the end of the date, like he's dropping her off. I think they're, they're like she's they're like in eighth grade or something like that, mm-hmm. and it's very clear like she wants him to like kiss her, but he just goes up for a high five and high fives her instead. And basically, he was like afraid, and so high five was like his kind of like not coping mechanism, but He's kind of like go-to move, like, I'm afraid to kiss you, but here's uh, a high five instead. Maybe he was just like, we've got some good team chemistry going. Let's oh, keep it up. Exactly. He yeah. really misunderstood that sign. <laughs> yeah. 
He said like teams who uh, score a lot high five a lot, and so he thought he was going <laughs> to score. Uh, Ren Stevens is short for Renee. Oh, that oh, makes sense. That does make sense. I've, I've never met a Renee in real life. Really? I don't think I have either. Maybe it's an older name. Really? Who are you saying really to? Kevin. You've met a Renee? Yeah. I dated a Renee in high school. Did you guys oh. high five a lot? <laughs> <laughs> no comment. <laughs> nice. Nice. All right. Let's go back. Do you think Ren from Ren and Stimpy <laughs> is short for Renee? Renee, what's Stimpy short for? Like Stippleton? Or is, is Stimpy short Checking. for anything? I don't know. Checking. Checking. <laughs> Renee and Stimpleton. It would not be as good of a show, I feel like. <laughs> that's like the, the British version uh, that's not funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wonder All if right. anyone's still listening to this episode. I'm sure they are still. Uh, I'm sure accidentally. Mar- the aforementioned Mark is probably listening still. Oh, Mark, yeah. Ren is, Ren is not short for anything. Uh, the the character's name is Ren Hoek, um, which I, I don't know what nationality that would be. Um, and Stimpy is short for Stimpson. Stimpson. Stimpson I was close. Stimpson J. Cat. Oh. Wow, I didn't know either of them had last names. So, what was learned? Ren's last name? Hoek. Hoek. H O E K, and the O has those two little dots on top. I oh, what they're called. Oh, he's foreigner. <laughs> didn't oh. know Ren was a foreigner. Wow, <laughs> Donald Trump would not like him in this country. <laughs> All right, let's go back to the minute here, uh, real quick. I enjoyed the extras in the park. There was one guy in the park. He was wearing a turquoise shirt and like bright purple shorts. And then the shorts were like pulled up to his belly button. I appreciated his look. I'm going to try to copy that. But other than that, just any final thoughts here on the minute? Yeah, the um, the character of, uh, I forget the name of the character, but Michael Ooms plays him. Oh. He's wearing the, the Hawks hat. And that is a really nice hat. Yeah, like, even by yeah, like today's standards, like I think everyone who's listening to this podcast would want to wear that hat. Yeah, that'd be McGill. McGill, yeah, of course. Um, and then the three of them are just fishing in the park. Yeah, it seemed like there was some sort of pond there because there was like a a whole rack of canoes. So maybe they they put we, fish in this pond as well. Do do we know what park this is? Um, I'm sure. It, I'm sure it's out there somewhere. I'm gonna. I would have to do some say, research. Can, can we look up and see if fishing is even allowed at this park? Were they breaking the law? That's a good question. I'm gonna have to do some post pod research. I'll try put it in the po- the show notes. Um, speaking of the Hawks, though, so we know we have McGill. It doesn't appear like Larson is there. So are these two other Hawks just like? random hawks are they bench warmers are they are they stars are they like brown brown was one of the better hawks if you don't recall i uh, thought that was larson was larson in yeah there? it was mcgill larson and some blonde kid okay i did not take it to be larson but maybe it was maybe he, he had grown in the next two in the last two years and i did not uh notice him no did not recognize him kevin any final thoughts here uh, yeah, one thing that really stuck out to me is just how, like, 
atrociously awful everybody's shoes were. Like they're like so 90s sneakers with like the mid-high socks. It's, it's just, it's fantastic. Very 90s minute, just in general. Oh yeah, the music, Incredibly the look. 90s. Yeah. Yeah, a nice little time cap- capsule for everybody. So let's go to it. Who is your MVP of the minute here? Hmm. That's, a, uh, that's tough. I'm, I'm going to go with the guy with the chicken wings. <laughs> chicken wings? I mean, I mean th- that's a damn good picnic, if you ask me. I mean, that's I, – I don't know how you beat that. Yeah, a little unorthodox, but, I mean, if I'm at a picnic and someone offers me chicken wings, I'm not going to say no. Do you think it's like – was it like a dad – it appeared to be it so. Do you think family. like he really didn't want to go? He's just like, well, fuck you. I'm gonna bring my own chicken wings. And I'm just gonna eat them all myself. <laughs> he was well, like passing them to the wife. Oh, he was. Eh, he might have been. Maybe just, he was like, just like lording him over her. Yeah, he was like holding them out for a long time before Goldberg fell. So maybe he was just like waving it in front of her face. Who knows? Yeah, like oh, I brought my chicken wings. You have bologna sandwiches. <laughs> Uh, Tommy, do you have an MVP here? I, I think uh, Goldberg, um, because for whatever reason, uh, so Jesse pushes him down the hill accidentally, mm-hmm. we'll say. Um, he rolls down, and then as soon as he lands, he's like, hi. I always find that very funny, just the way he <laughs> delivered that line. And I don't know why. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, Goldberg is my MVP. Um, he's turned into a very good skater. Um. I think Jesse is also a close second. I mean, hey, KK, you want to play some real hockey? That's a good good yeah. line. Yeah, that uh, that's who I'm going with. I'm going with Jesse. Uh, he had the good cake eater line. He he created some excitement by pushing Goldberg down the hill. Uh, in the montages, he see, he's leading a lot of the time. He's doing some sweet tricks. On oh, the yeah, he was blade. doing some sweet tricks. So I'm going to go with Jesse for MVP. So we have like a three-way split. So I'm gonna have to put up some hey, sort can, of. Wait, can I can I can I throw out another possibility? I sure. Think we are overlooking the fact that uh, consider we should consider Banks for MVP for being the only one that's like gone through puberty to this point because <laughs> his voice like cracked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah. he's gone through that. So maybe we should throw him a bone. Okay. And, you know. So McGill looks like he's hit puberty. Yeah, he's well, got a nice uh, deep excluding voice. Excluding them. Excluding them. Okay. Yeah, so I mean, we're going to need someone to to break the tie here. So I'll put up a poll on uh Twitter and can you do polls on Facebook? I don't know. I'll figure it out. And and you guys will have to vote here and and break the tie for us. And um other than that, I feel like it was a strong start to this um clean non asterisk Mighty Ducks minute. So let's go into the quack. Although question. you did mess up the beginning quote at the beginning of the podcast, I did. You and, did. And then I was like, "Should I stop and try to try it's to like you argue said, like, for a restart?" Instead, it, instead of cake eater, said like key cake eater, like kiki eater. Hey, cake eater, you want to play some real hockey? There you go. That was a good one. I, I I should just edit that in later as the beginning one, but I won't because I I we like to be transparent here. Uh, Kevin, let's go to the quack question as anyone who has listened knows but there are some new listeners so like sue (laughs) sue might be listening my mom might be listening uh you ask us questions on twitter facebook through email 
we try to answer them as best we can. And um, we take the best ones, answer them on the podcast. And Kevin has a quick question for us now. All right. Uh, this week comes from, I believe, a newbie. Uh, Maggie is serious. Uh, and that's at Masseri, I guess would be how you pronounce it on Twitter. That's M-A-S-E-R-A. Um, Maggie is serious's question is how many days elapsed between when Charlie quit and returned to the team did Charlie and Fulton get reprimanded for truancy? Okay, interesting question. So this is obviously referring to D3 when Charlie Charlie and Fulton quit the team, uh, quit Coach O'Ryan's team. They go to uh, the Mall of America, go on roller coasters, that kind of stuff. Um, I mean, we're looking at at least a day. I would I would venture it would be maybe three to four days. Maybe maybe that week and then the weekend and Fulton realizes like there's not a lot to do. Like we've done everything and we're just a weekend, maybe it's time to go. So I would say I would say if he quit I guess it depends when he quit, but I'll say I'll say it was like early in the week, so I'll say like five to seven days. Agree or disagree here, Kevin? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's probably a pretty good timeline. Um, although it does kind of make it seem like it's just that one day and then Fulton's like, we've already done everything. <laughs> um, I think they're wearing the same clothes. Oh, um, anyway. Um, but, uh, I, I think it's kind of tough in that time frame to get like in any serious trouble. Um, although it is a pretty strict school. So maybe that kind of factors into it. Yeah, I'd say at most like a week. Um, so they're like getting on a bus to go to a game, right? Mm-hmm. Um, do we think they play like what what days of the week did you play your high school hockey games, Mike? Well, I mean, I played travel hockey for most of it. So um, and we played all the time. So it's a little different. But I I mean, just knowing how high schools generally sort of work, they probably play either once or twice a week. They'll probably play on like a Tuesday and then a Friday or something like that. Um, so maybe he, like it could be something where he quit like on Wednesday morning after they got their asses kicked and then came back Friday morning. Yeah. And so he was just gone for two days. But between that time, he's looking at uh, Coach Orion's skate, right? I believe Bombay. So. Yeah. And there's no one there. So that was a weekend. So maybe he quits on like, yeah, if he quits later in the week. He quits at the end of the week, comes back for like at the beginning of the next week. So yeah. maybe it's like he quits on a Wednesday, comes back for that Tuesday game. Yeah. So it is five, seven yeah. days, whatever. Yeah, I can definitely I think I can definitely see that. I think the weekend throws a little wrench into it. But yeah, um, I did not think about the clothing and them wearing the same clothing. Uh, the other thing to think about. We have like, established that Charlie is a disgusting individual. <laughs> that is the same true. thing all the time. Yes. That is true. So maybe he's just wearing the same thing here. Um, I think the question would be how long could Charlie miss school for it, until Casey Conway noticed? I don't think she would ever notice. Like, she wouldn't I notice mean, until they like sent something or called. Yeah. And Charlie yeah. is probably resourceful enough to like answer the phone every time and get the mail. Mm-hmm. So okay. Although so, I, I mean, do remember one time she works a lot. And like, when I was in high school, she's exhausted. Uh, when I was in high school, um, I had I had skipped um, I didn't skip full days, but I 
like skip like the end of the period, like the end of the day a couple times. And so a truancy officer came to my house and I had to like sign something. And it was what? just kind of like, all right, <laughs> cool. <laughs> Didn't God. talk to my parents or anything. So see ya. Wow. What a rebel. Yeah. I like skipped school early so I could go get a haircut when there wasn't a line. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So Charlie misses school or Charlie, Charlie Fulton missed school, maybe, maybe two to three days of school at most. Um, they might get like one notice in the mail, but I don't think they face any sort of real punishment or they don't fall behind it any, any significant amount here. So do we think maybe it's like after practice on, or it's like Thursday night practice or Thursday at the end of the school day practice. So they, they skip Friday. Cause remember, um, the, uh, Carney played by Steve Brill mm-hmm. is like playing a little hooky. Yeah. And so it's a Friday and there's like a lot of people there. So maybe it's like Friday yeah. would make more sense. And then he has like talks about May like Saturday, Sunday, and then maybe even Monday. So maybe he's only skipping like one day and it's a Friday. Yeah. So they don't really face any sort of uh any sort of reprimand at all is what we're going with here. Uh Kevin, you agree with that? Uh yeah, I mean I I think it'd be pretty tough for them to get in trouble. Um uh, and especially like for Charlie, unless his mom like wanted to like send a message or anything um but yeah i i think they probably i think the time frame was short enough um that it wasn't really a big deal like i i knew friends in high school that would like skip months at a time and they wouldn't get in trouble wow. granted i went to public school and not yeah some private school but um they also uh if it is a private school they don't have like the same truancy rules right oh that's true because i mean off, public like, schools are, are for yeah. funding like so there's also that yeah oh yeah I mean, they probably still have like um and I, and I went to public school as well it's like if you were gonna miss time you were supposed to like call in or whatever mm-hmm. um and a lot of obviously it was some of it was like safety of the kids whatever hey this kid isn't here what's going on um so i don't know if they like forged a note or called in like and pretended to be their parents i don't know yeah, I mean, if you really wanted to to make it a, a significant period of time, I think any sort of resourceful high school kid could do that. So, uh, like we said, just a couple days. Charlie and Fulton don't face any reprimand. Uh, go to thequacktech.com. Contact us there at quacktechpod on, on Twitter, facebook.com slash quacktechpod. Go to iTunes. Give us five stars. Tell us the MVP of the minute we just talked about. Go to the shop. Get that free shipping. Get that number one Quackalite mug. There's only one of them because we only have one number one Quackalite. So you better get on it fast. That's a lie. I think there's more. But that, that'd that be funny if they just said number two Quackalite. Oh, and to see who like it orders them? To, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. And uh, remember... Ducks fly together. Ducks fly together. Quack, quack.